fucking god that today is Friday. I woke up every day this week being like, how is it not Friday? <laughs> I feel like, tell me if it's just me, but I feel like finally I'm back in the rhythm of like doing a lot of things all the time, mm -hmm. especially during the weekends. And so now I feel like I just never know what day it is and my weekends don't feel relaxing anymore. I think I just got so, and not even that I'm doing that much. I just think I got so accustomed to like, doing literally nothing that now yeah. when I do the yeah. bare minimum I'm Same. exhausted well when I come up to LA and see you guys for three days 72 hours it's off. always like a 72 hour trip I don't I don't talk to anyone for the next like two weeks I have to crawl into a hole and decompress which I never was like that I never got my I never was introverted like I never got my energy back by being alone literally until the pandemic and then I was forced to for so long that now it's kind of forced me to be an introvert I don't mind. I don't mind it, though. I kind of like it for me. When you were here and then you left, um, I, I threw me off so much. Like, I felt like I was Aww. on vacation also. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, In totally. the sense of, like, I don't know. Totally. It was weird. Well, welcome back, team, to another Talk to Me Very. Meadow and I have been trying to figure out the way that we want our episodes to go, and Meadow had the very brilliant idea of being like, why don't we just make our solo episodes a very long unpacking mm -hmm. because we've like tried to go the route of like making it like thematic and then it just is boring it's boring and it, i don't know it's not the way you and i have conversations it's easier right, it's, to it's like go over topics that are interesting in in the view of like what we're going through and how we've experienced things like that's just how we talk and how we cope so it just makes more sense yeah and then in terms of guest episodes like we really noticed it we recorded a guest episode yesterday that's coming out next week we i'm think. so excited it was so fun but it really we've been talking about this for a minute we're like we want our guests to talk about what they're unpacking but if we're asking them to share we feel like we need to share first but then it just takes away from like the actual conversation that we want to ask the guests because we're yep. trying to be respectful of their time also we don't want to give you like a three-hour episode so if you guys have any ideas of like the way format in which you would like to listen to guest episodes like do you want them to unpack should we not unpack at all and just talk about our questions and mm -hmm. just have it be like solos are unpacking guests are just guests and like more thematic or would you know, like to hear what know. guests are unpacking and you don't care what we're unpacking because we're doing longer format versions of it you know let us know because at the end of the day we want you to be entertained and happy so happy i need to get my energy up I need why to, like, no you dance. don't it's a friday like we've done friday you know it's funny we should stop recording on fridays because we did with Lindsay and like one other person too and every time we record on fridays we're all like falling asleep i'm like yeah. on a deadline meadows on 75 deadlines and it's just been a week okay do you want to go first we're unpacking yeah um yeah hmm what did i say i was gonna unpack the thing that i talked about next week or the other thing or the both? thing that you talk about next week first masculine feminine first you said got it okay so i talk about this a little bit in next week's episode that we recorded yesterday so time is but a construct but we didn't really actually get into it because i didn't want to take up that episode with what i was talking about so we like barely addressed it but i have been thinking so much lately about just the concept of masculine and feminine energies and we just had a new moon and i did some intention setting and i really thought i bled over the new moon in case everyone was wondering yep and um that's <laughs> why so people tune in Meadow Do you bleed with the new there. moon or the full moon? Comment below. Meadow, Meadow lays on the patch of grass outside of her house. She's <laughs> bleeding under the moonlight with crystals surrounding her body and like one at the base of her vagina. I literally went, <gasps> I tried to get one of those like rose quartz stone eggs to do it, but then I thought I would get lost up there like the cup. Oh God. And then Aaron would have to fish it out. And then it would literally, be literally. But you know what? We could talk about it on the podcast. I know. We should so do it. Like, anytime something goes wrong in my life, I'm like, that's showbiz, baby. I got a podcast. I could talk about it. Like, it's you all publicity stunt. Keep going. I'm you so do it sorry. For the story, you do it for the plot. No, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I just been <laughs> <even> thinking <laughs> nothing matters. It's my attitude. These days. Time is a construct. Nothing matters. Masculine, I feminine, just, such as life. Such as life. I've just been thinking a lot about it, and I said it in next week so you're getting a preview now but I, I basically said that like when I with my most recent ex that we broke up over the summer we didn't talk for like 
six months or something and then we had like that typical like post breakup phone call Mm -hmm. and he said something to me like actually that made me feel better and he basically was just like i feel like i didn't allow you to just exist in your feminine energy Mm -hmm. and i didn't allow you to just be and that is such a clear way of putting into a concise sentence how I actually felt Mm -hmm. because that's what I did feel during that relationship like I just felt like I felt like I was the mom and I felt like I was the caretaker in so many ways and well could I psychoanalyze you from the outside well hold on okay hold on okay and then look at me setting a boundary where I'm like I'm not done speaking (laughs) no good thank god you did thank god we're learning to do it (laughs) and um shit what was I saying okay and then I felt like I was the caretaker and I felt like just in so many aspects of the relationship which is a role that I tend to fall into Mm. in most of my relationships I've noticed and well maybe it's because I pick men who are under construction Mm. and also on top of that when we were talking about like doing business stuff together which was like the dumbest idea we've ever had it (laughs) really made me feel so unattractive because I felt like I was like bossy like I felt like and that was an unattractive quality me. to you. Well, he straight up told me one time, like, it's hard for me to see you as my girlfriend. You just, like, seem like my business partner. Oh, I and, do remember that. Yeah. And, like, yeah. don't you remember he told me? On no, I birthday? do. I really actually remember <laughs> you telling me that. Yeah. I'm like, it was on my birthday. Don't yeah. you recall? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, it just, that made me feel shitty and just, it almost reinforced that narrative that society has put in our brains that mm-hmm. women can't exist as powerful and still soft at the same Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. and I've always struggled with that and I think having a mother like mine where she is so powerful and like you know runs her own business etc etc like that's been the example of a female that I've you know wanted to be like my Mm -hmm. whole life and same with my sister my older sister is the same way and then I feel like we get I don't want to speak for them but then I feel like when people like us who have that independence built into them and have that like I'm going to take care of myself I don't need you to take care of me energy it's difficult for us to allow ourselves to like slip into being soft and slip into those feminine qualities and I think for so long I've just equated being leading with my feminine energy as being weak and needing someone and the first time that I ever told someone like because I don't think here's the thing like in relationships I don't think it's healthy to be like I need you you need me I agree but I think that there is like a balance in romantic relationships at least where like you're accountable for something for your partner and you hold them up in a certain way I agree and when I expressed that for the first time literally ever in a relationship at 25 and then was met with you're asking for way too much I was like well fuck if I'm just expected to like hold somebody up who the fuck is holding me up like Mm -hmm. yeah it's nice when you like pat me on the back when I like write an article that you like but the actual support of like allowing me to just exist in that feminine energy and like not make me feel like I'm asking too much mm-hmm. or like I, I look mm-hmm. weak is just like something I've never experienced. Well, it's and also something that was told to you that was not a part of your identity. Like you've spoken openly on the podcast about how growing up a lot of high school was like you were identified as like that bitch. So you owned it and were that persona and anything like feminine and girly is typically like not associated with that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. You know what like I mean? It's almost looked as like, the weak girl that can like exactly. get taken advantage of by like men and exactly. women alike and like it was just never something that I wanted to be and I've just I I know all these things like that that side of the conversation I've understood about myself for a minute like since Hoffman mm-hmm. which was what like four years ago now but I never um made the connection that that was like feminine energy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean I just I don't yeah. know if I had the verbiage or like what sure yeah but I just had never made that connection until recently. And like, I even said it to you. I was like, lately I've been like the way that I dress, for example, mm-hmm. like I, I flow mm-hmm. very much depending on like the mood I'm in. And I think that's very normal. And especially depending on like the cities that I've lived in throughout my life, people dress so differently. Mm-hmm. And being in L.A., like it's so much more of like a relaxed culture and it's very like skaterboard vibes and just like 
cargo pants everywhere and like things like that and that's how I like to dress but then sometimes I'm like okay I like to feel super sexy and like Mm -hmm. really hot and very girly and whatever and lately like especially because it's been colder like I feel like I've just been dressing so much more like bulky and like Mm -hmm. oversized and I said to Meadow when when you were here last I was like it like has been making me uncomfortable when I'll like be out with like my girlfriends like Maddie for example who like dresses like that night like 50% of the time and then the other 50% of the time is like in the most like cute like realization part dress mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like looks so girly and like cute and we went to lunch and she I was, really like, has the best fi- fashion dichotomy Maddie does yeah she does and I we went that to still lunch. feels like her mm-hmm. we went to lunch and she was dressed in this like cute little dress and I said it to her and I said it to you and I was like in cargos and like a sweater and I was like I literally feel like your boyfriend and I was like, what does that say about like, not even my insecure, because like, I don't have an insecurity around my sexuality. So it's not right. like whether or not I would be perceived as like, if we were like a couple and I'm mm-hmm. like the masculine one in the relationship, like it wasn't even that. It's like, it was just the discomfort with looking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. masculine. But if like, if Maddie were in cargos and sweats at the, or cargos and like a hoodie at the same time as I was, I wouldn't think twice about it. Right. Like I feel cool as fuck when I'm dressed like that. Right. It was just like being next, like when you have the direct comparison, it just made me feel weird. Yeah. And like I didn't know what to do with that. That's so interesting. Were you, I don't know. It's interesting that you say that you haven't been allowed to express that feminine energy for a long time like in the way that that was projected on you when you were younger and then obviously in your relationships and like even unpacking the whole idea that you're not maternal which is not true you know what I mean I feel like that all kind of ties into this but it's interesting that you say that to then come back to the fact that dressing masculine is making you not feel good like is that newer were you always dressing masculine and it's newer that it doesn't feel good yeah I think I've always I've always done like an in-betweener I think yeah I think I've always I've never been extremely extremely I don't even want to say that because like growing up in Miami like I was super girly it was like trendy Mm. but it was like everything was like you saw the freaking wedding that I went to in the dress that I wore like that's how I dressed when I was growing up there it's like a lot of light colors and whatever so I think I've always done an in-betweener yeah I just because it depends with the people that I'm around. And that's what freaks yeah. me out where I'm like, what does that say about me? That like, it depends on who I'm with. Like when I'm like going out and I'm at home and I'm like going out with like all my Puerto Rican friends, like I dress a certain way when I'm like, go- or like even when I'm in relationships with people, like yeah. I'll, like if I were in that outfit, I said it to you. I was like, if I were in that outfit, but I had a six, nine man next to me. Yeah. I wouldn't feel fucking weird about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how I did dress. Even with new boy, like that's how right. I dressed with him too. And right. he was like, oh, you'd look dope. Yeah. I don't you know. know. I think I, I was going to make the reason why I asked that is because I was kind of going to make a blanket statement, but then you just proved it wrong. So that's great because everything has nuance <laughs> anyway, but it's it just, you say? well, it's interesting because my mom and I had the same trajectory of like accepting feminine energy. So like when I was in high school, I was pretty bohemian and like kind of feminine or whatever. And by like end of high school, college, I was the most like I don't, my uh, my brother and mom like to call it a tall person mentality. Like I, in sixth what? grade, I was the third tallest person and then everyone kept growing and I stopped. And so we have this joke oh. that's a tall person mentality. It's just a nice way of calling me a fucking bitch. Like I was so <gasps> intense hilarious. and so headstrong. And so like, I will not get married. I don't want fucking kids. No one can fucking touch me. Like my, my like Santa Barbara Bay Area self was so headstrong. And it's kind of ironic because it's the exact time I met someone who's a mentor that has revolutionized how I accept uh, gentle energy, which I feel like is very feminine, but I'll get to that. But it's interesting because we both did that. And my which mom- is what you radiate, by the way, like you were feminine energy. Gent- no, like gentle. <gasps> wait, we have to wait. OK, I got to finish this point before I lose it. But we got to unpack that because I did not okay. know that. Um, and my mom would always say to me, like, you'll find your person because she was like I was the exact same way like I was the first person on birth control in like the fucking 70s like I was my mom says that college is when she slept with all of North America like she was the most open I don't want to get married whatever and then you meet someone and it's important to them and you'll do it Mm because you'll want to because it's important to them and I always was like ew no like 
and I followed the exact same fucking trajectory as my mom. Aaron and I got on a fight because, you know, I don't want a wedding. Literally the other night we went on that date, that TikTok I made, and he literally was like, you know, you're going to have to walk down an aisle and like have bridesmaids. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. Like I'm already compromising by having a wedding. I'm not going to walk down an aisle and have bridesmaids. And he was like, yeah, mm, you're going to have to. But it's well, just you funny. don't have bridesmaids. Right? I don't want to. They're but weird. I don't, it's, think. I don't know. It's just funny in terms of the way I think of feminine energy is like, I watched my mom always describe that it was kind of going to like you were going to revolt against it and then slowly start to accept it in your mid to late twenties. And I did that exact same thing. So I was trying to feel like if you had that same trajectory, but it kind of sounds like you didn't. I mean, no, but do you know what I just thought of that hadn't hit me? And it's because I looked down at my notes in front of me and I have his name written down oh, for no. something else that we were going to talk about. But like, and I almost said his name right now. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. quack. Whatever people know who I'm talking. Um, I think part of this is because listen, you know that here on Thoughts May Vary, we overthink. If you don't like to overthink things, like <laughs> this ain't for podcast, you, baby. <laughs> like these are the moments. These are the moments that we can over. Like I don't overthink things. Like yes, I do. I'm not gonna lie, but like we this is the moment for us to overanalyze literally yeah. everything and like trace our patterns back to whenever. But like just as much as I think that like the being raised with the type of mom that I have and the type of dad that I have uh, impacted the way that I am now, I think like that that first relationship when I was 18 um the really like emotionally abusive one like Mm -hmm. I spent those four years of that relationship like trying to like conform to the idea of a woman that he wanted but then also like running away from it at the same time and what he wanted was as much as he denied it and will deny it Mm -hmm. to this day was like he wanted the like nice Latin girl with like her pearl earrings and her two piercings and no tattoos and like you know dressed very like everything Mm -hmm. in a Lexus and like you know blah 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 if you're from Miami you know what that brand is and it's very cute and very chic but like I'm just saying it's a type of I literally heard everything and a Lexus like a car no a Lexus is like the name Alexis like a yeah, name. yeah 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 it's the name of a brand okay um but she's a woman from miami and it's like the quintessential miami girl like okay. vibe very cute stuff but i'm just saying like right 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 can't wear that every day um and i spent so long like telling like just being like why like like yeah that's that's a part of me but that's not all of me and like i remember when i moved to new york he made a comment to me being mm-hmm. like ugh, like you better not start dressing like these like you know trendy new yorkers like comments like that Okay, and New York fashion is so much better than Miami fashion. Right. But like, sorry. That sorry. Was the thing. Anyone's it like, <laughs> it's true. Sorry. Hey, I live there both. I, I know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, I feel like maybe that relationship played a really big role in me not yeah. wanting to do that. Cause it's almost, I feel like I'm like conforming to what he wanted and like the like, I told you so. Yeah. Narrative almost. And like it, like and of him being like, it? look. Go, no, go know. ahead. No, no, no. Just of him. Like, it's like weird. It's like as if he would still have the satisfaction, even though I don't fucking yes. talk to him. But like yeah. giving him the satisfaction of like, oh, look, she turned into that anyway. Like, yeah, as much as she was like, I was right. Like, you know what I mean? I, I totally know what you mean. And I can literally hear my therapist looking at me and being like, who the fuck cares what they think? That's none of your right. business. No, I know. But I but know. I'm I'm the exact same way because I can't tell you how many times I've brought up that perspective in therapy for her to look at me and be like, what? Like, and I'm like, I don't know, though. Yeah. It just that's what gets you. But I was just going to say it's so it's also like at the monumental time of you forming your identity. Like you dated mm-hmm. him in those years where like literally your prefrontal cortex is finally becoming fully developed. You know what I mean? Like you're you were dating mm. him at a time that you really were finding your identity as a human anyway and when that age is so sensitive and then let alone be in a toxic abusive relationship and then let alone have this like standard of femininity and body image issues and the way you present yourself and identity and culture all tied Mm -hmm. up like it's it's so multifaceted and tied Mm -hmm. to you like no fucking wonder no fucking wonder it takes a while to break that shit down yeah so point is (laughs) i just feel like (laughs) I'm like retweet to everything but like I don't know the point is I just I want to lead with more of that I just I don't know I want to like unlock that side of myself and like because it's there like Mm -hmm. I love that part of myself it's there it's not like it's like deep buried in the depths I just feel like it feels vulnerable to open it I don't lead with it Mm -hmm. yeah and And then what happened you did in a new relationship and you got fucking reprimanded for it and then you did in a situation ship and then you felt like you were desperate even though you were just beginning to like it's gonna take you a while to learn to lead with it without that feeling so raw you know what I mean 
Yeah, like it makes me feel Feels like like those girls on the internet that are like, oh my god, like haha, like me getting played one more time because you know, like it makes me feel like yeah, fucking dumb. Yeah, and I'm like, you're not fucking dumb. I know, but I just don't think I've ever been one of those people that's like constantly getting fucked over by men and it's because i haven't yeah. put myself in a situation to be fucked over by men so now yeah. i'm like yeah in that situation where i'm allowing myself to, not that i'm allowing myself to be fucked over but it's just like i'm being more honest and here look look i was not fucked over no because i wasn't like playing some game that like you know i got played like you found out what you needed to know quickly and like you, you've been dating people and like learning what you want and being upfront about it and like moving on if it doesn't match quickly, which honestly is going to keep you more aligned. Yeah. And that's exactly what that was. Like, I yeah. feel like I talk about that situation just because it was like a very uncomfortable fucking moment, but like that was nothing serious. Like, no, it no, wasn't no, no, serious. No. We weren't dating. Like no. it was just like a fucking moment. And I was just like, look, but those are the moments you learn from. Mm-hmm. And it was a moment where I was very vulnerable and it was like mocked. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Which, like, you dumb Which is so like, telling. Learn to fucking talk about your emotions, Ew. you loser. Like, come on now. Ew. If you're anyway. in your 20s, anyway. Anyway. and it's 2022, and you're in your 20s right now, and you can't listen to someone else express their feelings, and, like, at least have empathy for it if you don't want to reciprocate, bye. <laughs> I'm like, I got nothing <laughs> to say. Bye. Later. Like, and look, that's also to say, because I've had this conversation with a friend before and they've told me like, you can't always expect people to like. I was just going to say, is that privilege have, of me to say? Like you can't expect and, like, people to be taught know. this because we're not taught this in public no, education. No, but not even that. Of, like oh. you can't always expect people to want to like talk about their feelings. Like you can't. Yeah, like, that's you true. Can't, and that's fair. Like yeah. not everybody is on the fucking podcast. Like I get yeah. it. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. We were, we were at it long enough that like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, you knew how I was. And. Yeah. It wasn't like day one of me being like, mm, what are we like? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. what the situation was. Yeah. And that's what it was like turned into. And that's what pissed me off. That is like that from past relationships. That's one of my biggest triggers is when men place women in this trope that like they're the ones speeding things up and they're the ones instigating it when the men have been doing it the whole time. Like that just happened to you and like two other friends I can name that I'm not going to name personally, but like, right. But like, we know it's happened to so many people recently. And I, I just fucking hate that trope so much. Cause it feels so manipulative. And so like, why, like, why can't women want to be in a relationship? The fuck? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm really, I love Aaron more than anything, but my God, every single one of my friends is making me hate men right now. Yeah. I just walked Mahal. I just sped walked Mahal so she would try to be quiet for this podcast. The first thing we do, we get to the top of my block and a truck goes by with two men in it that are like young Uh. and they smile and wave at me. And my gut reaction was like, are you trying to me or are you smiling and waving because of my dog? Like, I literally don't know. I'm so scared of men right now. I don't know. I can't tell. And my radar is so off because I know I'm like really triggered by men just because abusive relationships will do that to you. And Aaron helps me unpack that. But, like, when I walk around alone and men smile and wave at me, I fucking hate it. And I don't want to have that reaction. Like, that's half the population, you know? I don't want to have that reaction. But, god damn, recently, like, I've just been hearing some things and it's making me scared. Yeah, we live in a freaky place. Okay, tell me what you're unpacking. I mean, similar in terms of identity stuff. I've just been unpacking my identity in a lot of different ways. Like, we also talked about it briefly in that unpacking that we recorded with the guest in terms of this is of, what happens when we record more than one episode in a I week. know fam we talk about the same thing sorry sorry well they're they're all multifaceted right like mm-hmm. so with them we kind of talked about identity and advocacy like when you have being an advocate or an activist tied to your identity which is honestly re- I I can't wait to have Dom on the podcast because she can you know I just talk about this all day. right now being like excuse me ma'am did you really <laughs> When's it like, happening? Yeah. How many times can we text you? She, you know, we were texting this morning too. That's so funny. How witchy of us. Um, she's gonna have so much to say about that. But I've been unpacking that side of things recently, and then also, I think ever since seeing the psychic that we refer to all the time, one of the things that they said to me was that in order for me to really find my flow and feel really like excited about what I'm doing, I need to niche more. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like talking about mental health on the internet was pretty niche, but maybe it has been for 10 years, but now that people are doing it, I'm not so niche anymore. So I need to go in more and more. And she was like, you know what it is like, say it, what is it? And I was kind of like guessing different things, 
And she was like, no, not that, not that, not that. And then we got to like family and trauma and suicide prevention. And she was like, that's closer. But then when I was kind of looking back at it and thinking about what I want to do in the future, like I really do think, okay, I'm going so many different places here. I've been unpacking for the past like year that the deeper and deeper I go into self-development work, which is like, I've been in this shit since I was 17, like hardcore. You know what I mean? I've been like really going deep for a long time. The root of everything for me, for my truth and my answers is all spirituality in terms of everything comes back to like being in the present moment and like acceptance and mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And that's always, I'm very into Eckhart Tolle, like all that kind of shit, how we think about the next human evolution is going to be collective con Like all of that really speaks to me and like makes my soul light up. Like it really feels like my truth. So I kind of feel like maybe my future with career stuff and identity stuff is blending spirituality and psychology. And that thought just brings up so much weird, like shame and embarrassment that I didn't think would be there. And it's funny because I, I've been so vocal. <laughs> Sorry, I have been extremely vocal about my bias towards organized religion for a very long time, and both my parents were raised extremely religious, like literally all boys Catholic school in New York. For my dad and my mom grew up going to church, blah blah blah. And I've just never been religious. By the time they had me, they were not religious at all, and I've always been very skeptical of organized religions because I just think it, well at least monothelithic monolith what's the word when you have one god bitch I don't know Mo mono, mono something <laughs> uh I I think they're all the same like you you're all like depending upon where your culture is and how you interpreted messages like there's been different interpretations of rules and guidelines yeah, but, but I think basis. it's all the same religion you know but so I think because I've like had so much weird, like shame and embarrassment with religion being spiritual, I don't know. Like I have all this weird, like I'm but really because, fucking woo woo and I don't yeah, let but, anyone know, but my friends and I want to let other people know. Cause that's such a big part of who I am. And for some reason that's like, I don't know. I felt a little resistance. Do you think it's because you studied psychology and you studied psychology yeah. in school, right? I didn't yeah. pull it out of my ass. Yeah. Do you think it's because you studied psychology in school and like do mental health work that's like rooted in research that yeah. inter like bringing in and integrating a spiritual perspective like lessens that research? You know what I mean? That's well, my mom tells me that all the time. And like I grew up with my sister. My sister taught me about crystals when I was 14 years old. I would sleep with tiger's eye and hawkeye and rose quartz and all these different crystals in my bed with me to absorb their energies by 14 because my sister has been a fucking witch for years. Side note, doesn't it like give you, I can't sleep with my crystals like near my head because I will literally like have fucking weird ass dreams and like wake up with headaches. Like I need to like keep them on certain parts of my room. Oh, I don't know. I would like hold is. them a lot or like they would just get, I mean, I haven't slept with them for a while because Aaron gets so mad because literally in the middle of the night be like, there's so, so many there fucking rock rocks in, the bed. in this bed. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just keep them next to me. I have a really good story for how I discovered crystals in the bed though, maybe for another time, but I don't know. I've been, I've just been into that shit for so long because of my sister. And then I've like watched my mom always be like, no research and school is everything. Maybe it is that, but I want to do it more. And I want people to know I'm woo woo. I'm equal parts Eastern Western medicine. You know what I mean? You need to hold that dog in your lap. I'm I know. so sorry. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Speak up. What do you want? What do you want to say? <laughs> did you? I need everyone to listen to that ASMR that Mahal just Did she us. lick it? Could you hear it? I could hear the lick. Do it again, Mahal. Do it again. <laughs> did you hear it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's girl. Mahal. She just wants to be included. She um, says I hello. think it probably, that probably has a lot to do with it, Beto, of like, yeah. that it doesn't, because if you're looking at it from like, the perspective of like you as a human being we talk about all this on the podcast like you're not embarrassed like you talk about these things but yeah, then like psych if you go a little bit deeper so it's like on the forefront you're not embarrassed but then if you go deeper and you think about it like there's underlying shame and I feel like where does that shame trace to where is when's yeah. the first time you felt that feeling yeah and it might be like with your mom of being like if research isn't backing this in it like I have these conversations with like friends of mine who like they're doctors or like in med school yeah. and I'm like I, I, I believe in science, okay? I believe in medicine. I believe in modern medicine. I fucking love it. I appreciate it. I'm going to get an epidural shoved in my spine oh, when I have absolutely. my child. Oh, absolutely. Same. 
why can't that also coexist with me having a doula in the room fucking healing me at that's the same what time? i'm do you know saying. what i mean like why and do we so, disregard and honestly i think so much of that is grounded in racism because so much like well yeah because these are all, all practices that are not our bipoc didn't come here yeah, on the exactly. fucking mayflower yeah exactly so instead we just fucking western culture just dismisses them completely and makes them sound nuts and just and slaps jesus over like- it and calls it christmas for capitalism (laughs) but literally like right now i'm working on a story i'm working on a story i'm just thinking about it now because the story that i'm working on um is all about like the like latinx florists and like remixing Mm. like a long tradition and blah 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 and i'm like researching flowers in like latin culture Mm -hmm. and for like my culture being cuban like my family like we weren't we didn't practice like santeria as a religion but like Santeria is a Cuban religion that is practiced by a lot of Cubans. Mm-hmm. And the way that they use flowers is like all in that. But that's not the point. The point is that it just got me thinking about like all of those things growing up that I might have heard like from my aunt or like my grandma or like whoever in my family that's like telling me to like heal certain ailments with like these ridiculous quote unquote sound ridiculous mm-hmm. types of like solutions I was like always like oh you're just fucking crazy and like you're you know like latins are so superstitious and latins are this and latins are like blah 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 blah. but it's like dismissing and yeah some of it is like it's dismissing your ancestry to an extent you know like i've had someone tell me to put like i had a sty and they were like rub a cat's tail on your eye and i was like i'm allergic to cats so i'm gonna go with a hard no on that one but like funny those are things yeah but then there's actual things that like no are actually they have like real healing properties and things like that so yes it's it's dismissing your ancestors it's dismissing a culture that to some people is strange because they don't understand it and i feel like you grew up with a sister that was showing you all of those things yeah and that might not have been the same way as like the rest of your how your family was doing things which honestly to get a layer even deeper let's just go there you say it she's black and like my family's white. She's black and she's embracing that piece of her culture. Yep. Do you know where she learned about all those things? No, because she was so much older than me that by the time she was teaching me about it and I was remembering, I don't really know. She's definitely her. all self-taught. You should ask her. I should. I mean, it's so many. Di- I mean, she still will send me YouTube videos to this day, but I wonder when it first started because my she should come on. I mean, my sister's had bad substance use issues. She's dealt with a lot of different shit in her life but there's mm-hmm. definitely a big turning point like I think one of the ones she didn't even meet me until I was two because my parents were like if you don't put your pull your life together you're not meeting your sister so she didn't mm-hmm. even meet me till I was two do you you want to hear the funniest fucking thing ever this yes. is me this is Meadow learning what fucking race is I guess my sister was taking a shower and I was in the room and I literally like pointed at my sister's bush and was like why is yours a different color than my mom's like why is your hair color different what does that mean like, why do wow, you look different than me? you remember that. I don't remember. I've been told this a hundred times. I don't remember oh, okay, at all. Okay, okay, I just okay, okay, am okay. told this by my mom all the time. What Your were we talking about? Were, <laughs> hold on. Okay, never mind. I was going to ask you a question, but it's just never mind. It's not. It's nothing to do with anything. Okay. Um, we're talking about your identity. I don't know. I just, I want you to embrace it because it's what I said to you early on where like you lead with such gentleness. Like when you came that on set the other day. That is nuts to me that And you, you gave a that. hug. Dude, when you gave a hug to i think it was glenn i think yeah they were like i think it was glenn they, they, we were on set for a shoot and meadow like gave someone that she hadn't met before a hug and they came up to me and were like meadow gives the best embraces and like the best I hugs and you do because the way that you hug people like you like open palm it you know what i oh, mean like you I hold love someone for a moment no i hold i squeeze and i hold and i yeah i and press like, my chest against you yeah i have no boobs and, you know, so it doesn't come off sexual and that type of energy is so gentle. And you know what? Like the only other person that I have met in my life that gives that type of energy that when you hug them, it's like there's two people other than you in my life that like when I hug them, I want to cry. Aww. Like literally like my best friend's mom growing up who like was she's like basically like my godmother, like literally like the one the that's a witch. I saw her. Mm-hmm, I hadn't seen her in a while yeah. and I gave her a hug and I just started crying. Hell yeah. And my ex's mom wow gives those types of hugs where she she calls them like heart hugs yeah so you hug so that your heart like yes like if you're yeah. facing someone you go to the right so that your hearts touch anyway she gives those hugs that like just feel i don't know you like you just you feel connected to someone for a moment 
And I remember like meeting her. I used to always, I mean, I've known her since I was little, but I, when I started dating my ex, I would always tell them like, your mom radiates just such a special energy. And I always just respected her a lot. And I continue obviously to respect her, but like she just radiates such a, she see she's a really good fucking definition of someone who balances the masculine feminine Mm -hmm. yeah because she's like a powerful ass woman that is who like you do not want to cross yeah but she also at the same time radiates this like feminine like divine energy that is just like oh my god like her presence is like captivating honestly that's part of the reason why i want to be pregnant so badly is i'm so ready to come into my divine feminine energy Dude, dude, dude. You know what I wrote down here that I want to talk oh to my you God. about? Tell me. I have never, like, the baby fever that I have been experiencing oh, as a I can't late. even talk about it. Yeah. Okay, but here, I've never experienced it before. And we know this. Oh, like, yeah. It's, we, new like, for, it's newer for you. Your ovaries like, are yeah, exploding. I've wanted to have kids. Do you feel mm-hmm. the physically pulse? I just, I just, I've never, I mean, I've always wanted kids and I've always wanted a family. And yes, we've unpacked the fact that, like, my psychotic ex boyfriend had told me. I always talk about, by the way, like, I feel like, like how many boyfriends has Gabby had? Like, I really want to. It's talk like about the same three people. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. the crazy, the, the, you know, the most recent one. He would always tell me, like, you're just so not. We should like, give them fake names, maybe. Like, piece of shit one and piece of shit two. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Tweedledee and Tweedle Dumbass. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a nicer way to say Literally. it. Yeah. <laughs> He would always be like, yeah, you're not maternal, blah, 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 blah. He would be like, I don't want to have a daughter with you because I don't <gasps> want her to be like you. Oh, I've never told you that he said that to me. No. And I was like, what? Because you want him to turn out like your fucking sister? God bless. Uh-oh. Oh, that yeah. is one of the meanest fucking things mm-hmm, ever. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. To say that like, to a woman is one of the our meanest gonna... fucking things ever. Oh, yeah, because I don't want her to turn out like you. He'd always be like, if we have a daughter, she's going to, like, be... Because I would be like, you're going to keep her in a cage. I don't want a daughter with you either. Like... Holy shit. Oh, my God, dude. When his younger cousin, who's a girl, she was coming to my school, like, my college, and she was the year below me. She She the one you ran into at the wedding? No, that was your sister. But um, she was like, yeah, like, whatever. Would obviously message me that she was coming to GW, and... He straight up was like, I don't want you like, I don't know if he said, I don't want you hanging out with her, but he basically was like, you're not a good influence on her. And I was like, I'm your girlfriend. (laughs) Like, why would you be dating me if you didn't trust me around your family members, which by the way, can all out drink me. Like, there's no no, no, tomorrow. So what are you talking about? Like, I'm a bad influence. The stories of going on vacation with that family is just tell. And I love telling. I love some some of them, okay, and you, you know which ones you are. I don't know what you're <laughs> but I love you, and I love the, the girl that I'm talking about right now. I adore her, and I adore her sisters. Yeah. Um. So that's not the point. The point is, I've <laughs> I've always wanted kids. So I'm like reel it back. When I start talking about this fucking asshole, I like go off. When good, you I've, should. We're processing. Yeah, that's what literally what the just, space is I for. I feel like after I got off birth control, which was a, a little over a year ago my body has just been doing things that I just don't understand. Oh, and totally. Mm-hmm, like we forget about totally. that. And I also like hit yeah, yeah, 25, yeah, yeah. which I feel like is like baby right at the time, time you went off of it. Oh yeah, baby. Your uterus is mm-hmm. singing to you singing. And, and I had a little bit of a pregnancy scare last month and I wish I had a pregnancy scare. <laughs> and the thing is like it, listen, it, okay. Not I'm going to say something controversial on the pod. I've always thought, that I mean this isn't controversial but people are gonna be like I feel like whoever's listening to this is not gonna think it's controversial but whatever okay I've always assumed I'm like if I were to get pregnant before I'm financially stable or not even financially stable before I'm at the place financially that I want to be in if I'm like not not even married just like with the person that I want to have the fucking kid with I'm not in a time in my life where I could give this potential child the best life that they could possibly have I was like if I get pregnant before any of that I'm just gonna get an abortion like that was always the mentality around it not even thinking twice did i think that it was going to be like easy to get an abortion no no it's not i have many friends who have had them and it's not an no one wants to get an abortion not like using that as birth control but it was definitely like a yeah duh type of thing yeah Yeah. and this past month was the only time that i like (gasps) thought about it you're like i could just do it i would raise it with me i wasn't pregnant (laughs) No, but for real. And I have, yeah. like, I was talking about it with, like, one of my other friends. And, like, it. she was like, wait, I'll get pregnant with you. Like, we'll do it at the same time. Like, it oh, was, I'll get it pregnant was with you. the first time yeah. that I was, like, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you smelled a baby's head? I I couldn't tell you. I haven't held a baby. My stepbrother's wife is about to give birth, and like, I want to fly back to like meet the baby because I just I need to like smell a baby's head. <laughs> like, okay, the first time. I, and I was thinking about it yesterday. I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, I would be. I've always said like, oh, I'm gonna be a monster when I'm pregnant. And yesterday, I just had this like vision flash into my brain, and I was like, You're gonna be so hot. Like you're gonna, you're gonna look so, so good. hot when you're, you're pregnant. You're gonna dress so well. Like you're yeah. just gonna be like fucking makeupless and like glowing. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Oh God. Babies imagine. Imagine you days. and I in dresses when we're pregnant. No. You know what I pictured? Like Rihanna's announcement with like the the oversized jeans that are. Like, I always wanted. Indy did that. India did the the um on the beach oversized jeans coming out with a with the Calvin Klein bra. I think it was Calvin Klein. She did some like bra with the jeans. I love I that see, look. I didn't see her pregnancy thing. Oh, it's so cute. Um, you didn't know her yeah. then, though. No. Yeah. I'll send it to you. <laughs> but yeah, dude, my, my baby fever. I got over it. I'm not going to have a baby. Okay. Well, I'll soon. raise it with you. So. Yeah. And I'll get pregnant watch, at the same time. I need you to watch Wanderlust. Oh, have you told me that before? I feel like you have, but yes, I don't. The fact that Meadow has not watched Wanderlust and we just spent so much I just hate that word about so much. <laughs> whatever. Ignore it. The fact that you haven't watched it and you've talked about like wanting to lean into your spirituality. Like you're, next time you come, Is save, on Netflix? It. save it. Okay. I'm, 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 I don't know. I save it and it we're going to watch it. it off the list. Okay. We're going to watch it together. Okay. Because it is fucking hysterical and I don't know why I brought it up, but oh, because they're in a commune. So oh, we can duh. raise our kids in a commune. Duh. Okay, another reason we should have my sister on. You know my sister was born into a cult? Have I never told you this? That's why she was given up for adoption. My sister was born into a cult, given up for adoption. So my parents adopted her when she was 11 months old, I want to say. And um, 11 years old, I was like, what? No, 10, 11 months old. And she has three half-brothers that were, they know each other now because she found her bio family years later. And they were all raised in the fucking cult. Wow, so she was the one that was able to get out, huh? Yeah, but she had a very different dad than I had. They were the same person. Was your dad with your mom? Oh, no. My dad was with his first wife with Brendan and Amy. Yeah. And then they got divorced when Brendan and Amy were teenagers. He met my mom. And that happens with old dads. My siblings, my two older half-brothers had extremely different relationships with my dad than my sister and I had. Isn't it? It's hard to unpack later. Like right now, this age. Is it, is it hard to talk about your dad with your siblings? Because sometimes, it's, especially with my dad being dead, they're really close sometimes it's him. really hard to talk about Camo with Amy sometimes. Um, oh, they're really close to him. No. Oh, ours is the opposite. I was way closer. He was like, he, he, it literally was like he got rich with those kids. So he, he went from living on a farm with them, like total middle of nowhere, happy li- being, whatever, to like full steam lawyer, like soup multi-billionaire, like did that whole trajectory growing up with them. So they got the, like, my dad was never around. He was working all the time, blah, blah, blah. Then he didn't have me till he was so fucking old that he had done everything already. And he was literally Mr. Magoo. He had nowhere to go and nothing to do. He had done it all. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. like that in-between stage, it was just him and my mom. They traveled the world. They, they did this. They made money. Blah, blah, blah. And then by the time they have us, we did fucking nothing but stay at home. So I had a perfect childhood. I can't relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it all went downhill by the time Casey started having mental health issues, which was like immediately. But, you know. Yeah. But that's nice at the memory that that's you have of your dad. Do you ever feel like guilty that that's the memory you have of your dad? Not at all. Not one ounce. Good. Not one ounce. I'm I, like nothing, nothing about me and my dad's relationship feels guilty. I think when he was alive, I did. Cause every single person in the family would be like, oh, how's it feel to be the favorite? Like, okay, oh, Kevin and Meadow, like Camo and Meadow, blah, blah. Like my whole family still talks about it all the time. So I think in real time, it, it didn't feel good because I was like, yeah. I don't know. It just felt like they were trivializing a relationship that felt really important to me. But now that he's gone, I'm like, yeah, he was my fucking person and he's gone. So fuck all of you for making fun of me about it the whole time. Like now I'm the one that's devastated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How was Casey's relationship with your dad? Casey's Meadow's younger brother, who's my age, right? Yeah. Oh God, that's so weird. I think you're younger than him, which is even weirder because he's born in 95. I was born in 96. Oh my God. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they it's interesting growing up was very very close and my brother did pop warner and that's what really brought them closer together like they weren't 
they were like close when he was little and then not so close when my brother started struggling more because like my mom kind of became his caregiver and like Mm -hmm. was his advocate in school and for IEPs because she's an educator and all that shit and so my dad and I were kind of each other's person but then he started doing Pop Warner and football was like my dad's entire life so they had like years Pop Warner oh it's so it's like peewee football for little kids you know cute like you do it from you could do it from like third grade till middle school or whatever you know what I mean it's like little kids learning football okay and my dad was assistant coach like we they went travel their team was really good we met all our family friends that way like whatever whatever the saddest fucking part like my brother would cry when he'd lose games my dad made custom like leather bound books and like this huge placard of like photos of Casey playing football like it was their really big thing to bond for years and years my brother's so mentally ill that he looks back at that now and says that we forced him to do it and he never liked it. And like him and dad, thought, like he really truly remembers his childhood so differently than what it was that it's devastating. But do you think that that's like actually his truth though? Like I don't Maybe kn- he was just putting on a good face. No, I know it's not his truth in real time. Cause we were all way older than him. Like when you're in third grade and I'm in like six and mom and dad are grown and we all can talk about it with Siso and everyone mm-hmm. too and look back like that's a little bit different. I'm sure by middle school, like we, 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 you can, when someone is that young, you can monitor when they're really not doing good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's it's a little bit point. more obvious. It's harder to hide. So I, I'm sure, I'm sure it's his truth in terms of he looks back and really believes that that happened, but I don't believe it was his truth in real time. Mm-hmm. Oh, shut up. We're almost that's done. That's Mahal telling us to be quiet. I, you know, I understand that. And that's something that people, that we all struggle with. So I can't even imagine the added burden of also being really mentally ill and yeah. struggling. Yeah. Because I always think about that. I'm like, did I make that up? Did I actually feel that way? Was this happening? Like, right? Me too. Am I exaggerating? Do you ever have memories where you think like, is that actually a memory I have? Or has I just, have I just looked at that one childhood photo long enough that I think that I remember it? All the time. Memory is the weirdest fucking thing in the world because there is no past like there's no past there's no future literally all we have is the present moment the present moment just changes like the past is all just shit that's made up in our head it trips me out you know what this goes back to the whole spirituality and and psychology thing is I think that's what the way in which you said like because it's not researched in the way that psychology is always trying to prove itself as like a hard science and research and based in fact I want to fucking bring research to that. Like the way the FBI just released all these things from the seventies about um, like a meditation tape. That's that was like proven to bring you past the space time continuum or whatever. Like the Mm. FBI has like announced that. Yeah. We've been studying this shit the whole time. Like here's our tapes from the seventies that you can listen and download and do the meditation to Mm -hmm. Aaron and I have done it. We did not travel. It's literally (laughs) like, and now you will meditate. Ten, why do they all speak like that nine before? it's I don't know I don't understand why every tv thing speaks like that but that's what I want to do I want to fucking I want to bridge I want to bridge the guy I want to I want to research manifestation <gasps> and I did let me tell you here's another thing okay. I'm unpacking we'll end with this this is ending on a high note manifestation tracking I quit one job and got three offers within two days and I well two offers within three days and I wrote it down because I want to start like actually tracking these things and proving it to my brain to like have it occur over and over. Cause I'm, I literally said, I, I wrote this on two, two Cause I was trying to do a bunch of manifestation shit on that mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, I announced that I let go of one client on the 21st. And then by the 24th, I had an offer and the 25th. I had a different offer. Okay, I want, I need you to keep doing that. And I'm going to start doing it with, um, I'm going to start doing it too. Yeah. Because. You have to. You know what I want to do it with though? Like I want to do it with manifesting and and goals and like intention setting because of what I told you this morning of like reaching that one goal. Yep. That like literally a couple. We have to take a moment to cheers for that. Thanks girl. Um, but. Oh my God. What was I going to say? Oh, that I want to track, um. What is the word that I am looking for? Not intention setting, not manifesting. Hold on. Don't okay. say anything. Okay. It's going to come to my brain. Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. I got okay. it. I want to okay. track. I want to track when I, because I'm practicing releasing my attachment to the outcome. Oh, I love so, that for like, you. That's that's everything like Deepak yes. Chopra says yes. is you can have a goal and you can have an intention that you want to manifest. Right. But 
you need to release your attachment to the outcome because if you don't you're closing doors basically that the universe that could be better could, that could be better that the universe can provide for you because it's basically like aka better than anything you could think of yourself right kind of right and then we can go into the concept of co-creating and all that sort right. Of stuff right, 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 right but that's like the general gist of it and I'm trying to do that so much more, particularly with like the way that I'm making money mm-hmm. or the types of stories that I'm writing or the types of publications that I'm writing for. And I finally, like, I feel like I spent so many months, especially in the beginning of my freelance journey, like going so hard at certain publications that like just aren't answering my emails. And like, it's mainly one that I've just been like, oh, I want a byline. I want a byline. Mm-hmm. I want a byline. But I've been so stressed at the way that I'm going to get it. And like only pitching and like not really using my connections that mm-hmm. well, like when I kind of could be. And I want to sort of track that of like, cool. these are the intentions that I have. I'm releasing my attachment to the outcome. I want to see how these actually end up playing out. You have to journal that shit. Cause I'm telling you when you journaling is not just for coping in real time. When you journal and put that on paper, or like me remembering, like, here's the date that I announced it. Here's the dates that the offers came in. Right. Like I don't seeing that on paper and proving that to your brain is literally how neuroplasticity works. Like that's how you mm-hmm. believe that this shit will just keep happening for you. Have you done the to be magnetic workshops yet? No. Ah, uh, I'm dying for you too, babe. This is all this stuff. Well, I mean, we need to get Lacey Phillips on here eventually. I've been manifesting that for a long time, but we, I, I uh, your birthday's I coming up. It. I think I'll just buy it for you for your birthday. Oh my God. Thanks, sugar mama. I, li- yeah, I actually, I, really I literally might do that. that for your birthday. Meadow, you could do that. <gasps> That's I not a, a good idea. I have a concept for you that I'm going to tell you off air. Oh, okay. Let's end because it's an hour. All right. This was fun. This was nice. I love our long format unpackings. Please don't forget to tell us if, because of these long format unpackings, if we should still unpack with guests or not. Yeah, let us know what you want. We're genuinely also, going, we, we rationalize and over- we overthink both sides of that argument. <laughs> Speaking and I, of unthinking. I probably send, yeah, I probably send a meadow attacks every time before guess being like, should we really unpack? Literally, like we, we, uh, we re-argue it every day. So please give us your because two cents. I think, I think that it doesn't matter if we unpack, but meadows, like if we're asking them to share, we, we should be sharing too. But then I, I agree. Get. But then sometimes people want to talk to us about what we're unpacking because all our guests are kind and thoughtful people. And we're like, no, enough about us. We're here to ask you about you for an hour. So I get it. Exactly. I get it. Like I want to spend their hour and use their time to talk about them. I know. I agree. Okay. Tell so us like what you want. Another, yeah. Maybe there's another way that we can, you know, bear our vulnerability. Yeah. Without it being what we're unpacking. That's I don't know. true. Let us know. Also, okay. um, it's been a while since we've said this. If anyone wants to be a part of our group chat let us know we have a very safe nice supportive little group chat which is all via instagram so yeah don't let us know we do kind of vet people now people. though just to keep energy safe and positive and not look at her mahal's giving a good yawn yeah she's sleepy she's it's saying, time to Mom, go time to go um but yeah let us know send us dms i read through some dms this morning and and responded to some people oh um you guys are the best i love you this was nice I love you too. This was great. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts May Mary podcast every Monday.